This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Andy Hall, an incredible leader from the UK, and he'll share with us his strategies for success. excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guest of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store select the life strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. When you subscribe to Everyday Leaders, you'll be entered into our monthly giveaway to receive a round to it. If you need accountability in your life, this is a great way to start. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader in your life. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, Andy Hall, Andy Hall Coaching. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's my absolute pleasure. Good morning to you, Milani. How are you? I am good. And you are in the UK, so international everyday leader. Absolutely. Yes. Um, five, come out to 1 p.m. here in the UK. Oh, my goodness. Well, I really appreciate you. So much is going on in your world that's happening next week. And I think about the first time that I was in the UK, it was the 4th of July. Ah. And so I wanted to bring you on, especially for this week, because the 4th of July, you have something really exciting happening in the UK. What's going on with you? Yeah, I have um, I have an event that takes place kicks off on the on the evening of the third of July, but the the main event itself is is running all the way through the fourth of July, Milani, and that's um my strategies for success day. Um, create create your own independence day is that is the theme of, of the day, and um we've got um Paul Martinelli, the president of the John Maxwell team, joining us along with Roddy Galbraith, who's in the um, the head of the speaking faculty in the JMT as well. So, And as it currently stands, 160 um, paid-up guests coming to join us as well. That is amazing. And I think about the, the whole program of Everyday Leaders is to help people with strategies for success. And I post that all the time. And so as I was connected to you on LinkedIn and some groups and the John Maxwell team, I thought, what a great way to celebrate you and and all of the things that are happening to help people understand what it actually is when we teach leadership and talk about strategies. Mm. As a coach, what do you feel like uh, when somebody says a strategy, right? What works for you to be able to overcome things for your daily success? Um, I think probably, Milani, it's probably two things and two things that are perhaps quite different. I think first and foremost... Um, the, the way that I'm wired and I think the way that I've become wired over over the over a number of years now is to is to always be 
always to be forward thinking, always to be looking ahead. So in terms of, you know, what what's what's my purpose? Um, and I'm very clear on my purpose of, of, of the reason that I'm, I think I'm here on this earth and, and what it is that I've got in my medium to longer term future. So I've, I've got a vision. Um, so I've got some real clarity about where my direction is. Um, and then probably on the, on the flip side of that is having probably a, a, a pretty detailed plan um, that I check in against on, on a pretty regular basis that, that is taking me hopefully towards, to, towards my vision and subsequently my purpose. And that, that I've used more and more in the last five or six years since I've been doing coaching full time. And I always find what's wonderful about when there's a decision to be made in terms of should I do something or shouldn't I do something when, when opportunities present themselves to me. And I look at those opportunities and say, does this take me closer um, to where it is that I want to go? Um, and if the answer to that is yes, let's do it. Um, and if I think it's going to take me further away or not, or not going to take me closer at all, then it's probably a good reason of, of not to do it when, when opportunities present themselves. So I think in summary, I always have been quite a visionary, uh, even back in my corporate leadership days. Um, and I've always been quite a planner. Um, and um, so those those two things, I think, are really, really important. It's really important. And for those people that, you know, listen to this program and they talk about, you know, well, what is the first thing that you do? You know, how do you start to become successful or more successful in your life when you have a vision board and you write that goal down and you say, you know, if I could just change one thing and I could start this path, I could take this one step. And it's fearful for a lot of people, you know, to say, well, I feel like I am stuck or I'm in this in this plan of my life. I would like to be here, but I can't seem to get past this one step, either from, you know, opinions of others or not having the right mentors. What would you say? Uh, how would you coach someone to be able to say, uh, you know, a simple strategy to take a first step? Well, I think I, I, I've learned um, Melanie, that um, we we probably all, all always do know what that first step is. Mm-hmm. I think you know. We, I think for most of us, I think we do know. There's something getting in the way of 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 taking that first step. There's some there's there's something that's holding us back. Um, and I, I find I think more often than not with my coaching clients, some people are are not sure where they want to go on the on the medium to longer term. So I often distill it back down to do you know what you need to do next and more often than not in my experience people do know that that first step to take and then I think that you will have been on on a number of mentorship calls that I would have been with a number of our mentors in in the faculty in the John Maxwell team Mm -hmm. um and and they they coach us a lot around do you know the next step and the and the, the the first step and the answer to that question more often than not is yes um, and then we'll say we'll, we'll we'll take it then. And then once that once you've taken that next step, it's likely that the next step's going to going to appear to you after that. Um, but if someone doesn't back to your question, if someone doesn't know um, what the first step is, I think it's just starting to to delve into and to dig into um, what's the reason that they they think they don't know what that first step is. Because in my experience, I think more often than not that is that we do know. There's just some. There's just something to normally li- linked to do with linked with fear mm-hmm. um, that's stopping us taking that first step. So, so what is it? 
what is it that really is taking you the first step? Because you probably, with a, with a little bit of digging and a little bit of the right question, I think we, in my experience, we always do know. I think we always do know. And that's what's interesting about just life in general, right? I think us as John Maxwell team members, we do have access to a lot of fantastic mentors. Uh, Mark Cole, pa- Paul Martinelli, Roddy Galbraith, John Maxwell, you know, Christian Simpson, Chris Robinson. We we have access to these people and these leaders that uh, inspire us to say you can, right? If you believe yeah. you can, you can. Yeah. Yeah. And and so what I find a lot of just even my associates or friends or coworkers that have not experienced that type of what I would call just intentional personal growth, right? You're yeah. we're so involved and we're so connected and plugged in that you start to believe you can go even faster, even uh, the momentum, right? The pace of that momentum, because you do have, like you said, long-term vision for, I see this. And so the steps that I need to take are pretty easy. They start to lay out a little bit easier when you have some coaching behind it. Uh, And so that's what I really want to encourage people to do is just be able to have that peace or that sense or that group, right, that they can get connected to. uh, That is what we have. (laughs) Because, yeah, the the encouraging part is so many people can do this, right? Yeah, they can. And, Melania, I think you talk about about something that's really quite critical there. And, you know, we're – you and I are blessed and are fortunate enough or been brave enough or whatever the right words are to, <laughs> to invest in ourselves and, and and I guess, you know, pay our hard-earned cash to have access to the likes of Paul and Mark, et cetera, et cetera. But you, but you, you don't need to do that. I think one of the things that's really important, I've learned lots in the last half a dozen years or so, is that just surround yourself with the right type of people. Um, so you know, look around yourself. Um, you know, as you know, the law of the inner circle in in one of John's books is that's just so critical. Um, you have have you got people around you that are that are lifting you up and making you better and encouraging you to grow? Um, and if you have, great, stick to those people. Um, and if you've got the opposite, those types of people in your life, then 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 let them go as as politely and as as nicely as you possibly can because they're they're not serving you. So it doesn't have to be. Um, all-out investment like people like you and I have done. It's just about actually who are you surrounding yourself with um, from a friend's perspective in the workplace and are those people adding value to you and lifting and lifting you up and helping you towards uh, to the dream that you have or or again are they helping you move further away from that and again if they're helping you go in the, the direction towards your dream, then then hang on to them. If they're not, then then let go to them as politely and as nicely as you can. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's that UK uh, politely, right? <laughs> <laughs> we would say that different in America. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people, the toxic environments. And so a lot of people that I talk to, you know, we think about the careers that we become isolated in and we don't feel sometimes like we have a choice, that we have to accept the things that are around us and just kind of uh, be conditioned for it because it's just what the the environment is. But everybody has choices. Mm. And, and so this mm. program is so much about helping people understand you do have a choice to be able to take that step. And even though you may not be equipped today, you can get those right mentors. So like you're saying, find those people. 
And and so if you're coaching someone, Andy, and you say, hey, I, I, I see, or, you know, as you're coaching them, you hear those different messages. And and so how would you go about helping somebody um, put the right people in place for them to be good mentors? What would you recommend? Um. Well, one of the things that one of the things that I did um, about sixteen or seventeen months ago now, so just over, yeah, probably about in in the spring of uh, of twenty eighteen, um, and our friend, our mutual friend David McGlennon's involved in this. Um, I I I was looking for what you and I would traditionally call a a, a mastermind group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean a mastermind group in the in the sense of the way that the John Maxwell team would 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 refer to it in terms of a class to go to where we might learn something. Um, I, I was thinking of it in the in the true definition of the of the Napoleon Hill um, think and grow rich perspective, which is get together with like minded people, and as a result of getting together with with like minded people. Um, you become like a third mind, so actually you grow and become become. Um, a different and more improved individual by by the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And I'd been looking for a long time here in the UK, and I'd been actually talking to David um, <clears throat> at length about it um, over the course of a number of months. And one day David just said to me, look, you should just set one up, Andy. Just just pull one together. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Um, I could do that. Um, and I guess typically, in, which is which is my type of personality, when somebody, when someone plants an idea like that into in into me, or I or I plant an idea into myself, and I believe it to be the right one, <clears throat> I'm quite action orientated. So um, I just got on with it and I did it. And <clears throat> that mastermind group was set up, I think, in April 2018. We meet virtually now. Um, once a month, every month. In fact, we've just broken up this year for, um, for want of a better description, a summer recess because we've all got lots going on in July and August. Um, but we'll be back together in September and we meet now uh, for two, two and a half hours, um, once a month, 7.30 UK time, so about 2.30 p.m. Eastern, um, every month and every time someone goes into the hot seat on that call and the hot seat, if um, you don't know what that means, is about actually you've got a challenge or a problem that, you, that you're facing um, and as a result of that, you go into the hot seat, you speak into your problem, all of the remainder of the group listen into it. And when you finish speaking, they'll either coach you around that based on asking some questions that's come into their awareness or they'll, or they'll mentor you around something in terms of, hey, I've got some experience of this. Let, let me share with you what it was that I did that might help you overcome this problem. Um, so back to your question, Marnie, I think that's one of the things that I would do. I'd encourage that person to go out and find those people because actually, again, we sometimes initially think, oh, have I got anybody like that in my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and we might instantly think no, but just a little bit of thought and a little bit of thinking and instantly I just came up with with, with nine other people that I thought could help me. Um, I didn't expect all of those nine people to say yes, but they did. Um, and now, as I say, that group meets um, once a month and there's three or four of them from the US. David is one of them. Um, two or three of us here in the UK, another one in Poland, um, some in the John Maxwell team, some not. So in actual fact, you, again, you've just got the ability to actually go and make something happen. There's, there's people around you, um, in my experience, that, that, that love you, they know you, they like you, they trust you, 
and they want to help and support you. Um, so I went out and found them myself in my instance. And I think as a result of that learning experience, Milani, I think I'd, I'd be encouraging lots of other future coaching clients to do exactly the same. I love that advice because so many times we just feel like there's something pulling us, but yet we're afraid or we're not sure how to do that. And you even said, right, well, I'll go, okay, I guess I should do it. Yeah, <laughs> you look for something and maybe it's right inside of you. It's right in front of you, but you just have to be creative and, and kind of, you know, what do you, I think about journaling all the time with this because, mm. you know, as you're in the shower, we always get these grandiose ideas. Right? You get them there well, do you? So do yes. I. I always get my best ideas in the chat. <laughs> and I always think like, where's my pen? And you know, so yeah. now they have all these things you can write in the shower, you can have these little notepads. But but I think so many times if it's right in front of us and it's so easy and we take that step and now you're a year into this and how you've grown through having just this network and again technology allows us to connect to people yeah. in a way that we've never been able to do before. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the power of it has been immense. Um, um, I'd never been involved in anything like this before, but again, I've spoken to Paul Martinelli who um at length around this because um, he personally mentors me and he talks about the very, the very first mastermind group that he ever was involved in. I think in his early days when he came to Florida as, a, as an entrepreneur um, and the way that they set this group up, the, almost the rules within this group was, were, you know, a, unless you need to be in the hospital, um, you've got something seriously wrong with you or someone, you know, has sadly passed away. You need to be on this call every month. You know, there's no there's no excuse of saying, you know, I'm sorry, I'm a bit late or I can't make it today. Um, you just had to be on it. And I think, again, that's the way that we've in the main chosen to adapt it. The majority of us over the course of 16 or 17 months of hardly missed a call. That's, That's how important it is to us in our schedule. And as Paul says all the time, and I love his line around this, if something's important to you, it's going to show up in, in one of two places. It's either going to show up in your checkbook, which means you need to spend money on it, or it needs to show up in your date book, i.e. it needs to go in your calendar. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so true. I love Paul. <laughs> uh, he's got some brilliant... Uh, I've never had an original idea in my life, Milani, and I'm going to keep stealing his lines. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're brilliant. <laughs> well, you know what? But it's, it, it's all about that because people say, you know, there is nothing original in this world, right? We, we've all existed, but, but there have been people before us that we have to learn from. And so we talk about modeling, you know, yeah. it's, it's those people that we really respect or we've learned from, or we identify with a quote or a book, right? You may have read the first inspirational book that led us into thinking differently about ourselves or our capacity. And, and so what was that like for you when you decided you know, corporate America, then I'm going to be a coach. Um, I think really for me, there was, I, I've been, I've been in, I spent 30 years in, in the world of corporate retail, um, predominantly in the UK, but albeit I did spend two and a half years of it um, in Atlanta, Georgia, working out of, of um, the Southern US. Um, but towards the latter end of my career, I ended up changing. I only worked for three organisations over those thirty years, and I left. I left the last two as a result of being really dissatisfied with um, how I was being led. That was that's really what it came down to. Um, and 
I almost, I all, you know, I'll make this a quick story, Milani, but there's, there's a, the longer version um, would would tell you a really interesting story. The shorter version was I, you know, I went after coming out for the third time and going to a, an interview with an HR director um, in the middle of a hotel in in North London having spent an hour with that individual who was trying to recruit me back into a very senior job. It was such an awful experience that um, as I walked away, and I can still picture it now, I walked away from the hotel and, and between the hotel and my car, I rang Charlie, my wife, and I said, I can't do this anymore. Um, you know, the world is full of leadership idiots and I need to distance myself from them. Um <laughs> And I'd like to try and do something about it. And she said, um, okay, sounds like we've got some stuff to talk about when you get home then. Um, and that's really what I did from that day. Um, I, I always had a passion for, for coaching. I tried to coach my way around the latter part of my leadership um, career in corporate retail, albeit not being completely trained at that point. But I was aware of coaching and, and realized, I think, the impact on it on people around me at work, even though I wasn't um, accredited and qualified in it. And certainly once I decided it was the direction for me to go in, um, back in April 2013, I went and got myself accredited um, via um, the International Coaching Federation and then subsequently the John Maxwell team, almost side by side. Mm -hmm. But it was really, again, as a result of, of just what I would call in, in the world of coaching, you know, just, just too much pain. You know, I just can't do this anymore from from the inside. I need to go outside to see whether I can spend most of my time trying to make a difference in in organizations that and with individuals that, that want to be better. Mm -hmm. And isn't that true? We seem to have this inner spirit. And I know we're on our journey. Here we are, right, trying to help and encourage and inspire people. And just by doing this, uh, I want to be able to reach out to hundreds and thousands of people to say, look, if you feel the same way, you don't have to put up with the normalcy of leadership idiots I love that <laughs> but you know people I don't know where that comes from <laughs> but it's so true because just because people have a position and I want to talk a little bit about this so the position of a CEO or a, a VP or a president mm. right just because of the title doesn't really give the person the qualifications to be a leader no. and so the the title versus the the abilities and the capacities. And so a lot of people are running organizations that still need to invest in their companies, in their people. And we talk a lot about us being in corporate America and what we experienced. But, you know, so many times, and I don't know if this is true for you, but I'd like your opinion on this, the soft skills, right? The soft skills that corporate America believes that have no value to the bottom line, to the revenue. And and I believe that they do. <laughs> and I know you do too. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the power of being able to have a conversation about that with leaders. So now you're a coach, you go into organizations, being able to lay out how a, the culture of soft skills can really impact the bottom line. Mm. Talk to me about your philosophies when you talk to corporate leaders about that, when you go in for corporate coaching. Well, I think it, fundamentally, I think what the, the way that I try and pitch it, I think, Milani, is that, that you know, you, if, if you're not encouraging those soft skills, if you're not encouraging 
um, from the top down in your organization a coaching approach, then you're not maximizing your potential. Um, and why are you not maximizing your potential? Well, because you're not you're not maximizing the, the output and, and the skills that you could from, from all of the people that work in your organization. Um, and if I get a, if I get an objection to that in terms of why, um, you know, my, my retort to that is, well, if you've got a culture in your organization, Mr. and Mrs. VP or Mr. and Mrs. CEO, of telling people what to do, um, then people are always going to wait to be told what to do, and they're not going to be using that their, their own God-given um, intelligence um, to actually make a decision and do the right things that actually they know that they should be doing because they're a lot closer to the coalface or a lot closer to the to the fire than than the most senior person in the organisation. So whether you whether you like it or not. Um, and you might well be doing particularly well, and congratulations for, for doing so well at this moment in time. But I still say that you're leaving money on the table, you're leaving opportunities on the table, because if you're telling people what to do rather than using the coaching approach with, with, your, with your leadership, um, your top leadership team, um, people, people do what people see. So the most direct reports of you, Mr. and Mrs. CEO, will be behaving in that way because they'll know it's right for their future to do what it is that you do. And then all the way down the down the chain of command will that happen. Um, and then if you're in a customer service organization, my, my challenge to it is, and I have I was that in, in almost all of my my career, um, you're then probably not giving the customer the best possible service as you possibly can. Um, because the person facing the customer at the end of that particular chain is when faced with a challenge by the customer to make a decision, that person has to refer the decision all the way back up the line again and can't make a decision right there and then to do what's right for the customer. So I genuinely always believe that um, if you're relying on, a, on a, an approach in an organisation that is a tell um, and not a coach, then then actually there's, there's money being left on the table by the organisation because people aren't people all the way throughout the organization not thinking because they don't have to think do they mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's all that empowerment and i yeah. love you know the people do what people see and that is so powerful because if they are not equipped if they don't feel like they have the ability to make decisions inside of an organization based on the good of the values of the company and don't really buy into that you know, then why are we in business, right? Why why is the business existing? Um, because it has to be about the people, and and so we learn a lot of that just naturally. And I think we just from the core we believe that. But so many people are in organizations that have this this disconnect, and so from what we do, from what you're doing, um, for the things that I'm learning from you and watching you, it's amazing to think how simple. Things can be if we just kind of lay this out, right, and and connect to companies and organizations that say, hey, we can raise that bar. We can mm. be better. We can really experience this at a different level. Um, and because people do what people see. Mm. I absolutely love that, Andy. Mm. Yeah, there's so much untapped potential. And, you know, it's, it's just it's just so so sad that for me that there's i mean the, the organizations that get it you know you you know the ones intuitively that are getting it 
um, because they're they're being incredibly successful. Um, you know, I don't believe for a minute that the Googles and the Facebooks and the Apples of the world are are um, you know being successful by accident. I believe that they're being successful in the main by the way that they're being led. Okay, some of them might have had some bad PR recently, but. <laughs> Again, when someone's doing particularly well, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad for you guys in the States, but certainly here in the UK, if someone starts to do well, we're always looking for ways of knocking them and pulling them back. Mm -hmm. You can't be that successful. So let's find a way of putting some bad news in the media to say you're doing something inappropriate or whatever it is. I don't, I don't find that that disease spreads your side of the pond as much as it is over here. But I digress. Well, no, we could talk about the law of the mirror for that one, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So much to share. Man, Andy, this has been an awesome interview. I really appreciate you. I know we're running out of time here, but um, your your um, group that you're doing this success, the strategies for success yes. on July 4th, uh, I want to get this out here for you so that people can connect if they're in the UK, if they're going to be over there for any reason. How do we sign up for your event? How can we connect to you and connect to your events? I think the easiest and simplest way to, without making it over complicated is um is go to my website which is andyhallcoaching.com um and under when you get onto that website andyhallcoaching.com there's a there's an events tab um and on that events tab just drops down and um, we'll take you straight through to um the details of the event and then should you choose to want to to book and sign up and there's still a few day tickets left available um you can sign up via via that um, medium okay well i really appreciate you i appreciate your time so much i cannot wait to give you a big hug when i see you <laughs> and and just thank you so much for everything that you're doing inspiring the world uh, with your messaging and your coaching and uh, so thank you for being an everyday leader and being on the program this morning it's been an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I hope your listeners have got one or two things out of, out of the conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great event, Strategies for Success. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Fourth of July when it comes. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm gonna take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.